Hey folks, welcome back to the DC Three Cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, is Zach. Vince is dead, but we'll return from the dead next week for the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this week we are talking about uh, kind of two and a half books. Both are coming out on the seventeenth, uh, eighteenth, eighteenth of July. I gotta get these dates right. Uh, twenty twenty three. First up, we're gonna talk about Hawk Girl number one, written by Jadzia Axelrod, illustrated by Amon K. Nahuelpon. Now, Zach, uh, have you read there? There aren't that many um, uh, Hawk Girl series, but have you ever read a Hawk Girl series outside of her being like a team member on a on a on a team book? Mm, no, I have not. So last summer, or last summer, or two summers ago, I can't remember now. As part of my um, JSA read through, I read the entire. Hawkman series that was launched in like 2006. That's the that's the Robinson and Johns one. Yes. Um and uh after issue I want to say 50 which would have been when the one year later kicked in for after um Infinite Crisis mm-hmm. it turned to a Hawk Girl book. Okay. So that is sort of my like, and that's a Kendra Saunders Hawk Girl book too. So uh, that is sort of my um, my barometer for Hawk Girl stories, and that that book was uh, written by Walt Simonson and illustrated by um, Howard Chaikin. So that's not wild, not great uh, some of the time there. Um, but so that, that is, and that was like the like that would have been like mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I know. Um, what a combo. Yeah. But so uh, that that was not always great, but I really like Kendra as a character. So I was excited for this. Um, what did you think of this before I get into my thoughts on this issue in particular? Well, I should say we're only even able to talk about this because Vince isn't here. Um, yes. He actually he actually makes us never talk about books that star female characters. Um, or written by female writers. Or, yeah, or written by... he. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, you know, a little problematic, but um, yeah, no, I actually, um, I did not have very high expectations on this going in. Um, mostly not not having really anything to do with the character or the talent attached to it, more so just kind of like my, I guess, just like general malaise with the Dawn of DC stuff in general, but I actually liked this a lot. Um, and, and it even like ticked off some of my, uh, like, trigger points like at the beginning with kind of the sort of I won't say like overwrought but just like very very kind of like dramatic flowery uh pseudo literary um opening yes um like there there were a lot of like flashing you know like warning signs at first like oh I'm not gonna like this but as, as the issue went on I I really liked like um Kendra's like um characterization i really liked her interaction with all of the other uh dc like characters i liked the the bit with you know meeting up with her her college roommate and seeing how that character had like changed and um the the bits with the new character which i'm which i i I assume is a new character the the galaxy uh, character, I, I I liked how all of that was implemented. Um, I I just thought it was like a really satisfying first issue all around. 
So Galaxy is a character that's created by this by Axelrod, by the writer. Okay. And has been in a, at least one, if not two, all ages OGNs for DC. Okay. Okay. So it's strange that like that character shows up here, but I'm happy that it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of had the same uh you know, trepidation early on because of the sort of overwrought opening, and then to go right into like a Bendisy Avengers moment. Uh-huh, of them just like yeah. talking about personality stuff while fighting aliens. Uh huh. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this is just not going to be my jam at all. But as the book went on, I did enjoy uh, almost everything that came out of it. You know, there there was a lot of really really good stuff here. I I enjoyed. First of all, I think it's a good like central mystery, and there's an interesting villain, and making the nth metal as like this very uh, important a compound that they're trying to steal and harness like all of that works for me and metal becomes like the MacGuffin or just about every Hawk story out there. But yeah. there's a reason why is that it's, it's a very like, it's a very flexible MacGuffin. You can sort of make nth metal do anything you want it to do, mm-hmm. which is, which is why it's, uh, it's good for that purpose. Um, and you know, I, I know we're all, we're both, at least I think all three of us are big M and K fans art wise. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think this book looked really good. Also it did look really good. Yeah. Yeah. My, my one note on this is that it, for, it, this is counterintuitive. I feel like a lot of times when, when these miniseries happen, there must be a note given that says like, make sure you involve some of the justice league in this to make it feel like it's more connected. Mm-hmm. But because there is so much like it's not just that there's one character that she's hanging out with because Kendra hangs out with like half the Justice League. It just feels like all those characters are shoehorned in. I would have preferred like one character have a good conversation with her versus, you know, all of these uh, all these like, little side conversations. Yeah, I thought I thought that having Kara was like or not. Not Kara, that's Supergirl. Uh, Karen, I guess Superpower well, Girl. They have changed her name. Are you aware of this? No. What's her name? Paige. No. Paige? Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't so, know that. Uh, apparently, it's because it, it happened in an issue of something or other recently. Uh, I I was doing my soliciting column, and for the new Power Girl book, it's like Paige deals with this, and I look Google like who is Paige Power Girl, <laughs> and apparently, in some issue. I think it's maybe an Adventures of John Kent issue. She basically says, like, Karen Starr was a name I was given when I was, like, on assignment, essentially. Like, that was a, that, my name is not that. That was a name I was given as a cover. So I feel no attachment to that name. And I think it's John, or is it Connor? Somebody says, well, everyone calls you PG for Power Girl. So let's just make it Paige. PG, Paige. Hmm. And so apparently that's her name now, which I don't. I mean, I don't really care, but it just seems weird to give a character a new first name in the middle, mm-hmm. like 40 years into their run. Yeah. 50 years. God. Uh, anyway, keep going, though. Um, like, have, yeah, no, having her there made sense. You said, yeah, you said. yeah. I was going to say that made sense, especially with like the um, like the Justice Society history, even though like that, yes. that kind of gets like reference. And, you know, we don't even know if like Power Girl like served 
Well, I get like some of that's going on in in the other JSA book, but it's also confusing um, about <laughs> how it all like connects. But anyway, you yeah. know, like historically in the DCU, those are two characters who are closely tied to the Justice Society. So that's cool. Um, Superman, of course, makes sense. But honestly, I thought that like the best interaction in the book was the the scenes with Batman, um, like her her phone conversation with Batman, yeah. I thought was really good. Um yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder, yeah, like, what the editorial notes are on that. But um, I, I I, liked it, yeah. Yeah, I thought this was overall a, a, a very satisfying first issue. I do wish that, I mean, just this is the nature of these kind of miniseries, right? You're either setting up for something that's coming down the road or you are just trying to tell like as fun of a hawk girl story as you can. And this feels like more of the latter. Like I I don't think this is going to lead to necessarily a huge hawk girl story someplace else. Mm-hmm. Do you get that impression? Um I, don't, I really don't know because like I don't know what what DC's trajectory is right now. You know like I don't know what their intentions for the line kind of even are right um and so you know for for the for the the say like you know the big seven like you know the justice league characters and and kind of their closest like ancillary characters you know you it doesn't really matter like what any of their books are about at at, at an individual you know at, at, at a at a moment because those books are going to exist regardless of what the the kind of like overarching story of the of the line is but like with with these kind of you know more side character books you have to wonder like you said is this is this just like a just to have something for the character or is this in service to the something that's going to be coming later on down the line and i i do kind of tend to think it is more the the former you know that this is just like we don't have any hawk things going on um and you know maybe maybe it's just something that like the creative team wanted to do maybe it's something they even pitched who knows but um i it is i'm i i think it's very cool that it it that it exists and i i think even if it is just like a standalone hot girl story that that's fine on on its own merit yeah and you know i I I don't know at all. Like I, I I can't get a beat on what the JSA stuff is going to be. Like, right. is John's building something bigger with this, or is this his little bottle JSA story that uh, we're getting? Like, is this threading? Is this setting up a thread that will be picked up? Six months from now, when there's a new monthly Justice League book after, if John's book ever ends, it's so delayed. Yeah, it's, um, it's Doomsday Clock all over again. Right, where, exactly. You know, it's like yeah, it's yeah. gonna end up being like a two-year series or something. Ridiculous. Yeah, but like you know, it's hard to tell if that's what this is about, or if when they rebuild the Justice League, if they were gonna, if they're gonna want to have Kendra as a major part of it. Like I, I could actually see her sort of being like the. Um, was it? I guess it was the Brad Meltzer run when mm-hmm. Black Canary was kind of running the team. 
Yeah. Kendra was part of that team, but right. I could see her being like that character in a new Justice League run. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't regardless, know this was fun. It was fun. I'm glad I'm glad I read it. I'm glad it exists. I you know, it's one of those things where just with the nature of everything, who knows if I will keep up with it. But um, I I was like, like you said, I thought it was a good cliffhanger. I thought it ended on a really interesting note, um, especially compared to like, you know, last week we read the Titans book that I thought ended on a like really kind of lame cliffhanger. And 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 so like th- this issue really grabbed me. I, I so I, I liked it a lot. Is it bad that I can't even remember what the cliffhanger was? <laughs> Maybe it was the it was that uh, shadowy figure who was like recruiting an oh yes, Titans yes. and he like nuked that guy. Yes, uh, yes, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's just cool to see like DC giving like some different talent a shot. You know, this is a name that I'm not familiar with, um, Axelrod. So it's it's cool. That 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 alone is cool. Also, yeah, I agree with that. And um, K has he been on a, an ongoing? Or well, I know that um, he did that uh, that Crush and Lobo series, and yeah, we've seen he him did, fill he in here a, and there. Right, he did one of the acts of the Arkham Tower. I think he yes. did the, the third act. I want to say second or third because the first one was Reyes. And I don't remember who the other one was, <laughs> but I know yeah. that Noel Pond did one of them. Hello, denizens of Earth 1218. We are the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice monthly podcast. I'm Jaina. And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. So next up is uh, Tales Tales of Titans Starfire, written by Shannon Hale and Dean Hale, illustrated by Javier Rodriguez. Uh, Similar question, Zach, to what we started about last time. I know I have read probably collectively the most Teen Titans of the three of us, but how many Starfire stories have you read um, either like as part of the Titans or solo? Um, Not much, honestly. I'm trying to even think, really. I mean, 52 is obviously like the big one, I think that you know the segments of the story that focus on her and animal man uh-huh that's honestly probably the most starfire centric thing that i've read other than you know some of like the new 52 stuff which you know oof i know that there uh-huh. was that star girl oh sorry starfire um series during dcu uh which i probably read like the first little bit of that um, Was, wasn't that uh amanda connor and jimmy palmiotti it was yeah yeah um but yeah really really not much honestly um i haven't read a ton of teen titans in the past even like even the the john stuff i've not really read which i don't even remember if she was on that team um I couldn't tell you. I don't think she was. I kind of don't think she was. 
I think um, that was that was more of like the Connor generation. Right, right. Yeah. Um which is weird because like Raven was on that, I think, but it was like a young everything was like the ages of everyone was kind of wonky at that time. Yeah. Um so yeah, really, really not not much at all. So what did you think of this then? Um, so I I thought it was I thought it was good for what it was. Like so I I mean off the bat just love the art. You know, Javier Rodriguez is just one of the best. And to to see him just kind of getting to go off on the uh, a, a like one shot like this is pretty awesome. It it had kind of like a classic feel to it. Um and so it, it it felt like a a, a a kind of just one-off issue from you know the the 70s or something to me mm-hmm. just what what would have just been a a random single issue of a of an ongoing series um it 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 this kind of story is not like my kind of comic because i it, it's just i don't know it's just not like what i'm looking for when i'm when i'm wanting to read comics i'm not kind of really looking for these somewhat i, I don't want to call this like shallow but kind of just like a, a a really base level character study kind of thing um but but like for what it was i i thought it was fine it it wasn't uh, it wasn't boring or anything. Again, the art was really good, and I, and I think the writing—I think the writing was pretty good too. Um, it did have like a bit more of a YA feel to it, but it—it it is a—I mean, number one, it's Cape Comics, and number two, it's—it's it's a Teen Titans book. So, like, I think that's all fine. Um, again, like, I don't—I don't think I'm the audience for this, but I—I I thought it was—I thought it did a good did a good job of what it set out to do. Uh, I'm a little bit more down on this than you are Uh, not not terribly down on it but to me what this felt like was this felt like a story that would have been a two-parter backup in some like vague anthology book out there Uh like so i feel like there was just before dc was doing was it right after infinite crisis when so many of those books had backups there like the were control metal men thing and yeah uh, uh so that was after that was actually after final crisis okay yeah yeah uh not quite then but before then i feel like there were a bunch of books that would randomly get backups for like six months or so uh-huh. and this felt like a little bit more it's like something from from those from those backups which always to me felt like we don't know what to do there's not enough Starfire in the in the Teen Titans book right now. Let's give her a story here just to just to let folks know we're still thinking about her. Essentially, that's um, a that's a very interesting point uh, to or a very uh, it's an interesting observation because I I do agree that this does feel like something that could be like a backup in the ongoing Titans book ran over you know like three or four issues, but they just chose to cut out the middleman and just make it its own one shot. Yeah. Well, this is, this is a series of one shots, right? It is, but each one is going to be a different character. Right. 
So like, so like I could see this one issue having been a like backup in the, right. And so so then like the next one's going to be Raven. And so then we would have had a Raven backup, but instead they're just like making it its own separate thing. Um, I could see that. Yeah. Um, But so here's, here are sort of my issues and calling them issues is, is uh, strange, but I feel like, Yes, this is a, this is in some ways a good primer on who the character is if you're unfamiliar with the character, but I feel like you didn't need this whole story to give you that information. Like in uh-huh. the first couple of pages, there's that bit about how oh, there's Star. She's so um, she's so emotional with everything, and then that same beat comes up like five or six times throughout the book, where somebody will say something and she'll she'll take it more emotionally than they think that she should and they comment on that it just keeps happening over and over again yeah i feel like that's some of the like kind of like ya trappings of it yes that that i was kind of like getting the vibes of yeah i also think that if you're gonna do a story like this you sort of want to do it so that there is something new added to the character like you want Folks like you and me should pick this up. And if you're not a huge Starfire person, you should come out of it with a better understanding of who Starfire is as a character. And someone who's read Starfire stories for 30 years should read it and also get something new out of it. And I feel like I got nothing new out of this. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's a bit of a bummer. Um, I didn't think the writing was necessarily bad. And I thought that it, it, it did a good enough job um you know just sort of making making the points that it's trying to make about who starfire is did you just see Vince's tweet uh text uh, no i didn't but i'll read it on, should, I, should i read it on the show sure yeah <laughs> uh while you guys are recording a show i'm in my parents cabin looking through a yearbook remembering teachers from high school that used to make me horny <laughs> This is what you miss out on being part of uh, Lads Chat, the the OG Lads Chat, not not the Patreon, uh, patreoncom slash cast um, Lads Chat, but the OG Lads Chat. We get those amazing, those, those amazing insights. Things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm telling them to send some pics. <laughs> uh, but sorry, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to derail. No, you. It, it's, it's just totally too funny. Fine. Um, it, it is too funny. But yeah, uh, this was fine. I yeah. I um I feel like there's going to be your enjoyment of each of these uh one shots should is basically going to fall to like if there's an artist you particularly care for, or if certain stories just have a uh, a hook that's like good for you. But I I, I can't see this being a huge like I. I I don't know this these kind of miniseries somewhat drive me crazy because I really feel like the reason this miniseries exists is to pad out the Titans volume one trade. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's grim. <laughs> you know, so but maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say one one interesting point about this issue um, that actually, I guess, maybe did move the needle forward a, a little bit. And that's even that's probably be, being a little generous was the stuff between Starfire and Barbara and uh, kind yes. of like addressing the love triangle and kind of like 
the status of that right now and like being you know like addressing like starfire and and barbara's like relationship or or or, you know how they relate to each other head on which i thought was like kind of interesting it didn't go super far into it i would have liked to maybe seen more um but it also like i don't know it's also i also think it's good to like not make starfire's character revolve around dick as well so like it goes both ways i think so yeah well the last thing i want to talk about this week was uh both of us read exactly one uh night terrors book this uh this week and that is the night terrors superman book which is written by joshua williamson illustrated by tom riley and uh we don't have too much to say about this but uh i want to start just by saying uh, this Tom Riley art is awesome. So good. Really, really fun. Really super engaging. And just, it draws your eye in. And it, it has very much a Superman the Animated Series feel to it in times, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love some really like great like cross page like spreads. Like there, there's, a, there's a sequence in this where basically like Clark gets punched through different nightmares and like he is breaking the panels to go from like nightmare to nightmare Mm -hmm. um it's a good it's a good sequence yeah the uh the the particular moment where uh kara punches through her nightmare to get into superman's Uh was pretty great also especially the fact that she's like trailed by zombie versions of the past versions of supergirl also yeah very good yeah which is very good um it also ends with an Aquaman, an Aqua family connection. Yeah. Which yeah, is fun. Which we have not gotten very much Aquaman content post Dark Crisis, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, I enjoyed that part of the issue. I also like the fact that uh, the in the nightmare, in, well, what is the character's name? It's not Insomnia. Is it, it is Insomnia. Yeah. That's I sounded right. wrong in my head. Uh, calls himself the man of screams. That's so dumb, but sure. <laughs> so so dumb, but fun, right? Like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And I thought it was interesting that they referenced the Black Mercy in this, yeah, because that was one of my thoughts too. Is like, there's a very famous Superman story about a, about a dream, and so I'm glad they referenced that here. But overall, this was just a fun a fun issue. Anything else to add? Uh, no, I, I yeah, I do think it is like the most fun. Uh, uh, what's this event called again? Night Terrors, terrors book yeah. that I've read um, so far. So I'll give it that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, the art was incredible. Um, would love to see Tom Riley do some more stuff. Um, I actually do think I saw his name on another book sometime in the future, but I, for the life of me, can't remember what it was um frantically googling trying to figure out what that another could... night terrors book no i thought it was like just another dc book um, okay uh, actually yeah i don't know actually it looks like he's been doing a lot of marvel stuff lately uh mostly stuff with al ewing um oh that's interesting okay yeah he i think he worked on um the Ant-Man uh, miniseries that Ewing did. Uh-huh. Um, and looks like he also did. Yeah, he, he's mostly been over at Marvel. Um, he did the Wasp miniseries that, that Ewing did as well. Um, 
yeah, I don't see anything else at DC, but I, I could have swore that, that I that I had seen something else coming up. But anyway, yeah, really good work. Would like to see more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, is there um, well, I I guess the the Night Terrors event in general, like we've said, has not been the most uh fun yet, but I think it has the ability to get fun and interesting if you are doing stories like this like if uh-huh. if if there are like this just I, I guess the big one for me was this didn't feel like this didn't feel overly serious i guess is what i want to say yeah like, no it didn't yeah this, this or, had a little like bit of, of le- or anything uh, yeah, yeah. Had a little bit of levity to it yeah. and i'm just i'm just not used to that at, in this event i would much rather have books that don't take themselves too seriously than to have, you know, just the over some of those other night terrorist books are just really over the top. Uh, yeah. Well, are you ready to hear what comes out next week? Yeah. So, uh, a book that I feel like you and I would have been very excited about five years ago, but now will be a snooze Batman beyond Neo Gothic. Number one. Is that uh, a follow up to the, um, yes. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the hacktivist guys. Yeah. Uh Batman the Audio Adventure 7, Batman Brave and the Bold 3, City Boy number 3, DC Ruby number 6, Night Terrors number 2, Night Terrors Action Comics, Night Terrors Angel Breaker. Oh, uh, man, we'll have to read that one. <laughs> we'll have to. Night no. Terrors Detective Comics, Night Terrors Harley Quinn, Night Terrors Titans, uh Poison Ivy Uncovered number 1, that's a one shot. Uh, Sandman Universe oh, special. Man, that sounds like something up Vince's alley. Yeah, I believe that is. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I believe that might just be like a pinup book. I think it is. Yeah, because yeah. they've done Joker ones as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Sandman Universe Thessaly number one, Superman: The Last Days of Lex Luthor one, which I totally forgot was even a thing. Oh, is that the Mark Wade? uh yes. brian hitch yes likely oh man i'm yeah i'm actually really excited about that well we'll probably that'll probably be our book we read next week maybe yeah. we'll do that and uh, night terror is number two or uh or maybe batman beyond i don't know i don't know if i can be arsed uh, enough to think about no, batman I, yeah i feel like it's got to be night Terrors number two and and uh and yeah the yeah black label black label is still where it's at at dc right now i think but but I feel like they've slowed down. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I think it's just a lot of the stuff they've been doing is is stuff I've not been interested in, like the the Waller and Wildcats Wildstorm thing, yes. which I've actually I've actually heard good things about. I mean, I oh mean, really? You double back around on that, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if you have to find us before the next show, uh, both of us are still on social media of some sort. So yeah. I am now I'm now on Twitter and Threads and Blue Sky at Brian Needs a Nap. Where are you, he's, Zach? He's Mister. He's Mister Blue Sky now. Blue um, Sky. Yeah. I am am technically still on Twitter, even though I um, am not checking it anymore. And I Same. said my Same. I I said my I, I did my last tweet. Um, so you, you, if you try to get me on there, you probably won't get me. I am on Threads at the Woke of Z. Yeah, we're making the migration, even though Threads sucks too. It really sucks, but it's also like it's a it's a good kind of suck. I think it's it's a uh, it, 
<laughs> I was talking to Vince about it and I feel like, or I think I, I maybe like threat. I, I, I did a thread. <laughs> what do you, what's the verb for? I have threads? no idea what it is yet. Uh, but it's like, uh, it's a, it's a weird kind of chaos. That's like different than Twitter chaos. It's like a, I, it's not good, but I kind of like it. Um, it still I has kind of that like really lame Instagram energy to it. Um, yeah. So I need one of those either blue sky or threads to come up with, give me lists. I really like having a list. Yeah, I just need I just need threads to like stop showing me so many brand tweets and like I think so that's many all it is, people. isn't it? Most like yeah, there's like I don't know like there is an algorithm to like there is some kind of algorithm, but it's all like based on um like Instagram shit, I think. Like I see a lot of accounts that I also see on Instagram. Yes. Um which sucks. Um but um yeah maybe it'll get better i don't know um what's blue sky like do you like it better than thread so far it's objectively better yeah it's objectively uh, well, better yeah well there's no brands at all on it yet okay and uh it's also uh vince is gonna love this it's the only one of these social media sites that doesn't instantly like ban nudity so <laughs> i've already seen that. i've already seen a dick on threads though have you yeah Oh, that's surprising. I I I think that they're trying to crack down on that. Yeah, like one or two days in, it was just like, boom, right there. So I don't know. They're not doing a very good job. Well, find us on our newfangled social media of choice. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. The way to make Ezra Miller's Barry Allen not the most obnoxious person in a movie is to add a second. Barry Allen to the mix. <laughs>